This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Big O, I want to see Leslie Frazier for DC. Experience and defensive success also he has been in that Bill's locker room that can give us insight on strategy to decapitate them. Uh, I don't mind Leslie Frazier. I, everything you said makes so much sense and a good sounding board for McDaniel. Um, I have no problem with Leslie Frazier. I think Staley would be the better fit because there's more continuity there. And, and there's a lot of the same stuff that Fangio was running, so that would help out a lot. Yeah, it will be a, a sad day when Eric Reed retires, Eddie. I agree. Eric Reed's a uh, a living legend and a and a true treasure for us here in South Florida. I agree. I love that guy. He's such a good dude. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. With the free agents that, you know, possibly are leaving and everything else, is is the continuity that important from Feng's defense to Yes. Oh yes, definitely. Because you're still gonna have people that are gonna come back. You got Phillips and Chubbs. That will be back, and you're probably going to bring Van Ginkle back, and you're going to have Sealer back, and you're going to have at least David Long for sure back. And so you're going to have – and some of your secondary, Jalen Ramsey will be back. Brandon Jones will be back. You have a lot of people back, so you you want to kind of have continuity as much as possible. Are you going to have some new people? Yeah, definitely. But you hope to have those kind of people that have a skill set that fits the scheme too. So, yeah, uh, you'll have some change. But not enough that it'll be that that drastic. That if if you have you know a completely different defense, then that will really set you back because then there might be pieces that don't fit this. Yeah, well, that's my other question. Ask because Staley, you know, again, I haven't really paid attention to a lot of how Staley same same calls as defenses. But does he allow like if if Jalen Ramsey was upset with the way he was being used by Fangs, is he going to be upset? No, even this, more with Staley coming no, in now. Is no, that, that's no. going to change a little bit? Yeah, that so, will change because okay. Staley, Staley's like McDaniel. Okay, well that that's kind of where I was kind of leaning. Like, do yeah. you want it to stay what things was? If everybody was so upset about it, kind of feels like it'd be good that it was. He runs the scheme, but he has his flavor to it. You understand? He's added. He's come to. He's he's done his transformed own. into right. The right. New he has age. his own identity okay. with it, but he does okay. run the same base okay. defense. So. He might be more willing to shadow somebody than right. Fangio would be. So, yeah, I, I would think that that would be a little different. That's, I think that that's going to be part of the you know, conversation, like how flexible are you? Are you just setting your ways? And, uh, and so he's going to know who's – it's like the whole Butch Berry thing. It's a great – Butch Berry's a great example. We didn't know what to expect. We only heard bad shit about Butch Berry because he was a failure here at the University of Miami. <laughs> okay, now – the University of Miami situation was all bad. So it's hard to succeed when everything's bad. And then he goes to Denver, and they didn't like him there. But then again, they weren't successful there. See what I'm saying? And now he comes here, and he's accepted, and they have success. Maybe he wasn't the issue. The documentary done on the Rainbow Room. Oh, yes, I saw that one. It's actually really good. I've seen that one. The Rainbow Room is definitely a good one. There's one also on the in the entire Sunset Strip. You should watch that. It's a good one also on the Sunset Strip. 
Even Mickey Rourke is on there and everything, but all kinds of stuff, man. You should check that out on uh, Sunset Strip. Um, I don't know exactly the name of that uh, documentary, but there's a couple. There's one about the history of the Sunset Strip, and then there's another one because that's the one that Mickey Rourke is in. And then there's another one that's about the music and the early days of the Sunset Strip from, from going into the late 50s, into the 60s, in the psychedelic rock era, into the early 70s. And it's some really good stuff, man. Uh, those are really interesting documentaries, and you get to learn a lot. The history of music on the Sunset Strip is, God, it, it's, has, it's probably the most historic stretch of music in any city in our country is the Sunset Strip. Because the different genres that took over from the 50s all the way into the 80s. Because you went from, you went from um, like early rock into um, psychedelic and that beach rock or whatever the hell it was called into... Um, uh, hard rock and heavy metal, and and then and then uh, punk, and then you go right into uh, what's it called, um, um, glam metal or whatever that 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 was called, uh, hair metal, you know, Motley Crue and Rat and all that kind of stuff, and that's kind of where it died out right there. You know, the Sunset Strip was was legendary from the '50s into the '80s on its run and then after that you know it, it it's never been the same again but wow that's it it's just called sun that's the one sunset strip that's it that's it yep it is just called sunset strip go see that that documentary that thing is absolutely awesome uh i'm getting mad with all this preseason stuff because ticket holders get left over nice moss uh, I've seen that one too. Oh, just so you'll know, this is Chad watching on two different accounts, getting those views up. Nice. Look at you. Watch time. I like it. Thank you, Chad. That's studly on your part. By the way, speaking of dolphins, but don't forget you can always make a donation whenever you're listening to the show, day, nights, weekends. You can send in your questions, comments. We'll answer them on Cash App or Venmo. At Cash Big O Show, that's Cash Big O Show. Of course, you can always send a, a a super chat here on the show. But one of the things that should be interesting for Dolphin fans this off season and going into training camp, this is one of the things that I am going to look forward to because this person gets a an opportunity to send an fu. Out to one person and maybe to many others in the world. Camp Smith. So Camp Smith was basically sullied. Basically, his name has been dirt now. That he doesn't know what he's doing, that he can't be trusted, or he parties too much, or he's lazy, or he's not good enough, or whatever. And Fangio refused to play him. Was Fangio set in his ways? Was he right? Was he wrong? Because he was wrong about not having Ramsey uh, trail somebody. He was wrong about not blitzing the Tennessee rookie. He was wrong about not blitzing the shit out of Lamar Jackson, right? So he's set in his ways, and he was set in his ways, and he was wrong. So 
He could be set in his ways, and sometimes he was right, and sometimes he was wrong. Well, guess what Cam Smith gets to do? He gets to prove that he was right and that Fangio was wrong because all he has to do now is come back this offseason, go out there, play his ass off like he was playing in the offseason that we were like he was catching our eye, and then it needs to translate into training camp, into the preseason and regular season. And if he can get himself to starting opposite of Jalen Ramsey, excuse me, let me make sure nobody's around, pardon my French, it will be his opportunity to give everyone that doubted him, including Vic Fangio, a big fuck you. So nobody, I mean nobody, should be more motivated for this offseason than Cam Smith. Cam Smith should be motivated to prove to people, hey, I was ready. I could have contributed, but you did not show faith in me, Vic Fangio, and this is why I am a player. So I'm gonna I'm 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 so intrigued by this offseason going into the regular season because Cam Smith has an opportunity to show us something completely different, and that way we can sit back and say, well, you know what? That was a wasted year for Cam. The old man didn't want to give him a shot, just like he didn't want to give Ramsey a shot at shadowing people, just like he refused to blitz more when he had to blitz when quarterbacks were killing him. He made his mistakes. So he's opened up this part of it. If we're going to doubt that Cam Smith is a player or dedicated or works hard enough or smart enough or whatever it is, if you're already going to doubt that, why can't we doubt the other way? Why can't we doubt that Fangio was wrong like he was wrong about other things? So Cam Smith, young man, it's up to you, baby. It's up to you. You can come back and ball out and take over a job, and everybody's going to look and say, it wasn't Cam's fault last year. And you're going to end up winning that entire fan base, especially the ones that are already doubting you for no reason at all, because really it's only a rookie season. I don't hold rookie seasons against anybody unless we're talking about a rookie that is caught in South Beach and DUI and doing all kinds of stupid shit and getting in trouble. If that's the case, then I could question the draft pick. But in the first year, I'm going to hold my judgment of Cam Smith. I'm going to wait to see, and I'm going to be very intrigued to, 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 to watch how he attacks this because he has every reason to come out on top and show the world, everybody, that they were wrong and anybody that doubted him, including Fangio. So, Cam Smith, baby, ball's in your court. Get it done, baby. Get it done. Uh, Jalen Ramsey called Brandon Stanley a defensive genius. Stanley created the Rams and played Ramsey in the star position. Exactly. That's why I told you that he'd be willing to be more flexible than Fangio, and he's already proven that where he's gotten Fangio's system and he's added his style to it. So, you're on top of it, Alf, like normal. You know your shit. Laurel Canyon is an excellent rock doc, too. Oh, yes. 
Yes, I have. I've seen Laurel Canyon. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. You guys make me laugh about Inter-Miami being a whore. Oh, I mean, they are whoring. I mean, you know. All they need now is a short skirt, high heels, and holes in uh, fishnet stockings. Big O Cam couldn't be any worse than Eli Apple, right? Well, see, that's the beauty, bro. Maybe he's a hundred times better than Eli Apple, but that's that that kind of thinking is out there for Cam, and he should have that shit posted all over his locker. He should have it in the visor in his car. He should have it when he closes the door in one of his rooms in his house. He should have quotes and quotes of people dissing his ass all offseason, and he should be going, you all don't know Jack. The old man didn't know, and he didn't trust me, and he cost me a season. I'm going to go out and prove everybody wrong. Nobody should be more motivated than Cam Smith next offseason, next season. I can't wait. I, I, hope, he, I hope he goes out. I hope he, he attacks this with the right attitude. I really do. Uh, maybe Cam Smith wasn't a good fit in Fangio's defense, but will be perfect for another system. Maybe, maybe not. And maybe he's perfect for Cam's system. I mean, for uh, Fangio's system and somebody else's system. Who knows? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withhold judgment completely on Cam until next year. Okay? Next season, let me watch him. And then if he has problems with the next guy, then we know. Uh, what, what's uh? What's the name of the uh, the Chiefs receiver that I loved coming out of the draft that went to the Giants and they traded the Chiefs? Uh, right, Kadarius Toney. Love Kadarius Toney coming out of Florida, bro. I thought his talent was he. Had, well, no, it's I'm still there. His talent is elite. But my God, that kid is a bonehead. The Florida bonehead stuff just showed up, and he he has the the Lord gave him all the gifts to be the shit. And he's just been a shit, unfortunately. And he's so bad that Kansas City's like, yeah, we don't need you. He should be motivated, man. I hope Cam attacks this. Uh, Is this the year we finally see Channing Tindall? Well, now you're talking about two different defensive coordinators, and he failed with two different defensive coordinators. He can't take the field. Now we have to be concerned. I'm not going to be concerned about Cam, but I am concerned about about Tyndall. Tyndall doesn't do jack anywhere in any system. Yes, sir. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. (laughs) So with Cam Smith and even with Channing Tyndall, we're looking at it this way. A lot was said about um, the way Fangio kind of – it was a gray area. He didn't really teach the why you're doing it. Do you think that had an effect on as far as like Cam Smith being a rookie coming from being, you know, playing this and all of a sudden now he's going in there? And then the same thing with Channing Tindall. Now he's coming into a new defense. They're not understanding why they're supposed to be doing it. They're just being told, do this, do that, and not understanding it. Whereas with like a, maybe a Staley come in with a better uh, teaching ability maybe to, to get these guys in line instead of just, look, this is this, you guys are linebackers. Do what I tell the linebackers to do. Maybe Fangio didn't teach it, it, enough. Again, I've and maybe I've, he didn't work enough with the young players. 
reading some of the stories, them. it feels like Fangio was so stuck in his ways. There was a story that came out. Maybe Fangio knew halfway he didn't through be the here. season he didn't want to be here, and maybe he kind of knew what was going on in Philadelphia, and that he had a chance to go yeah. back, and his agent's telling him, hey, man. Yeah, because Desai got pl- replaced by Patricia. I'm only going to be here for a year. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get the hell out of here. You know, he didn't want to be here, yeah. bro. But there's no doubt that he probably did not take the time to really work with young people because he wasn't here long no, term. No, yeah. And he knew he wasn't going to be here. Right. If anything, I'm here two years and I'm, I'm out, yeah. regardless. So what am I going to give a shit about you, kid? I'll just yeah. get by Did with you. Did you read the story, too, to where he wasn't allowing the position coaches to talk? Everything yes. came through his voice? Yes. Because he wanted to have one voice in the, in the room? He didn't trust his assistant coaches. I mean, come on. And you have to delegate How do you authority. grow, though, as a player? If you're Cam yeah. Smith, how do you grow in that situation? And then looking at Tyndall... If he was taking steps forward, that's not going to help. What did we talk about yesterday about the quarterback? That he never does it by himself. No, you have to have everybody around you. And, and, and no coach does it by himself. He needs assistant coaches, and he needs uh, scouts, and he, he needs, uh, uh, what's it called, um, the, the uh, analytics people, and he needs trainers, and he needs um, what, uh, uh, what's it, quality control coaches. You cannot do it by yourself. We have the, we got into this conversation with the quarterback because we have this thing like the quarterback wins it all, and there's no, there's not one team that ever won a Super Bowl, not one team that the team was shitty and the quarterback carried the whole team. It doesn't exist. There's not even a an average team that won a Super Bowl because the quarterback did everything. Now. There are average quarterbacks that the team did everything and they won the Super Bowl. And that's because the team outweighs the individual. But we refuse, in some walks of sports, to look at it the way it's supposed to be. It's actually a team sport, dude. It's not the one quarterback carrying everybody. It's just not the way it is. And it's the same way here. So if Fangio was taking responsibilities away from his assistants, there's no way you can be the best you can possibly be. Because you must delegate authority because you can't coach all the linebackers and all the DBs and all the defensive linemen. You can coach the defense, but individually you're not going to be able to do the same thing. And so you've got to be able to delegate so you can then maximize. Right? It's not the offensive coordinator that goes out there to make sure that the receivers are running the right. No, it's the receiver coach that's out there watching them run the routes and make sure they're cutting the right way and using their eyes and using their bodies and working the DBs, and that's where the receiver's coach comes in. It's not the offensive coordinator showing the running back where to block, showing the offensive linemen, hey, in this zone – Here's where I need you to pull and go out this way. On this call, I need you to double-team this man. That's not what the offensive coordinator does. He delegates those individual responsibilities to his coaches. And if Vic Fangio wasn't willing to even trust his assistant coaches, there's no way you can maximize it. So that's why I'm saying Cam Smith has every opportunity to prove, yo, guys, it wasn't me. It was the old man. He didn't believe in me. And there's a lot of things that are showing up that maybe Fangio wasn't really completely committed here. Maybe it was kind of like Parcells. 
that he wasn't committed. He just brought a bunch of people here and then went back to Saratoga and ran the team. Or sat in his golf cart, you know. Or maybe it was Jimmy Johnson, his final year, where he brought in Dave Wanstead, put the training wheels on, and was drinking Heineken in his office all day long. And then also, as an assistant coach, if you're not being trusted by your coach, are you actually getting out? I mean, are you putting out the whole... Are you doing your job? Do you know if you're doing your job? What did Fangio talk... I mean... I get it. We have some good good assistants. You got uh, Madison and – but if, if they don't understand what Fangio wants, how do you think the cornerbacks are going to play? Exactly. <laughs> Big R, are the Heat going to get any better? They will because they have Eric Spolstra, so he'll get them better. And, and Jimmy will try as the year goes on because there's less time and then we're getting more to the playoffs. So they will. They'll get better. It's the regular season. Don't, over, don't, don't panic yet. Yeah, yeah. Um – Oh, is there any hope for Tyndall or Easy? We'll find out this year. Easy, I have more hope for, but Tyndall is one that you know. Easy got injured, so is he coming? Is he recovered from that? I, it was an I, I odd so. injury, right? Because it was a neck. Yeah, from all. Oh, you right? know what? But yeah, you're right. I don't know if he'll be fully recovered by. I don't really know what the progress. is. I haven't heard much about Easy, and we're not going to hear anything. No, no, yeah, exactly. They're so, not going to tell us anything. But the neck injury is a. I know several tough. people in that building. And when I have to talk to them about injuries, <laughs> they like, humana, 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 blah, 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 blah. What, what'd you say? The sphincter. The wah, huh? <laughs> you know, it's like they start talking Swahili, and I'm like, bro, I don't understand what you're saying. And all of a sudden, it just becomes gibberish, and it's just lost in, lost in translation. I'll send them, I'll send somebody a text in the building, hey, you know, I won't get an answer. Tom, what do you think about this linebacker? I'll get a paragraph. <laughs> you know, it's like in they don't they really. I'm telling you, I know enough people in that building. <laughs> when it comes to injuries, they truly respect HIPAA. Yeah. And okay, <laughs> at least I'm. I, and I get good info. I get better information than almost anybody in town. Actually, I'm going to say I get better information than everybody in town. And when it comes to injuries, wow, brother, I, that's hard. That's hard to get them to talk. Really hard for me. In fact, it's impossible. Not near impossible, impossible. And you know what? I respect that. I respect that. I can get plenty of other information, and I just, can't, I just don't get, and you know what? I don't push it. It's fine. I understand it. I got to respect And it's not something that's going to make or break my career or my life or anything. I don't really care, you know. But if I can get extra information for you guys, I do it. And then um, FenceFan47 was like, easy. He was flying on a jet the other day. It's different when you're on a jet ski and you're getting right. taking hits in the NFL from these guys and you have a neck issue. Right. I mean. <laughs> right. I heard someone say Luck carried the coach to the championship by himself. Yeah, you know. That uh, – it's, you know, Brady carried him to seven titles, and then he goes to Tampa and he carries him to a title. And, you know, that's kind of what we all say because we like to have – but you, did Luck – I mean, Luck did some amazing things with the Colts, bro. I mean, I, I used to laugh at the people that used to say, well, he has an easy, easy division. Yeah, but he's winning in the playoffs, moron. We don't win in the playoffs ever. 
You know what I'm saying? So it don't make it sound like it's easy. He went from the first round to the second round to the Eastern Conference, you know, or the AFC uh, uh, championship. I mean, you know, it's impressive. But you, do you do it without T.Y. Hilton? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't do it without T.Y. Hilton. You can't do it with some defense. You know, I know he didn't have much of a line. I know that because he, he used to get killed all the time. But he had some players on there that were helping him. You can't get there all by yourself, but yes, luck luck carried a load. What's that? He put in there that he had a great tight end, solid running back and yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, that's right. He also and all had, pro kickers. Which, yeah, yeah, and he did have a uh, – that's a good one on the tight end. He did yeah. have a very good oh, tight end. Who was that? What was that? That was um, – um, What's it called, though? <sighs> Um, I cannot think of his name right now. Yes. God. Oh God. Uh, was it the dude with the uh, the beard? Right. Um, I think he had a beard at the end, but yes. Uh, anyway, but he had people. He helps. You, you you don't do it by yourself. Not in football, man. Maybe Danny Manning can carry Kansas to a title, and Carmelo Anthony can carry Syracuse to a title, and even they had a couple of players that could help them too. Maybe not of their equal. But they had players, too. Gordon says, oh, I'm not really sure about Tyndall's skill set, but what are the possibilities of him playing some edge since Chubb and Phillips will not be ready at the start of the season? I don't know, Gordon. I haven't seen enough of the kid to know what he can or can't do, but he's kind of smallish to play the edge. At least that's what it looks like to me. He looks like – I remember he used to look like a block. Like he's small and built. Like right, a, right, yeah. Like a, mil, a little bit taller than Mills, Sam Mills type player. Right, yeah. Body-wise. Yeah, that's saying. why I don't think as an edge guy he'll be any good. And Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. Damn it, yes. Jesus Christ. Colby Fleener, somebody saying? Mark Smith put Fleener? Yeah, that, I think he came in, came in towards the end, right? Colby was like a draft pick. He was right, but Saturday was the, was the bad man. Uh, let's see. The Colts also have a soft division. Yeah, but that doesn't matter to me. You win in the playoffs. There's nothing soft in the playoffs. Okay? Lamar Jackson struggles to win in the playoffs, my brother. He won this this year once because he played a rookie and a young team in, in the Texans. But outside of that, it has nothing to do with it. You know, I don't I don't go for that stuff because you're winning in the playoffs. If you just get to the playoffs through a shitty division and you're always losing, then I'll give you that. But when you get to an AFC championship game where you get to the second round, you're not screwing around. You're actually winning. He beat Peyton Manning and the Broncos when they were throwing the ball around for a ton of yards and, and points. He beat those people in the playoffs. That's some shit, dude. Uh... Let's see. Doing what you're told is one thing. Knowing why you should do what you're told is another. I hope Cam is a great CB next year and great leadership. Exactly. And NorCal, he should be super motivated to prove people wrong. So I, uh, I wish the kid the best. You know? What happened? You got some breaking news? No, no. Oh, they're working out and eating at McDonald's. So they've got a, what's it called? A, uh, uh, one of those bikes. It's an exercise bike. But right. but the funny thing is, they it's in Hong Kong. 
That's to charge their phone. She's pedaling to charge the phone that's oh, laying on top. Oh, wow. I thought they were like, I thought it was working out exercise. Sorry, I saw it. It just cracked me up because now I want McDonald's. Nothing wrong with a little McDonald's, bro. You got no problem with a little, a little McDonald's. True fan fan just farted. Oh, that is very important. Now we know life is normal. Yeah, you know, that's good. True fan fan, let me ask you something. You could solve all the problems in the Red Sea. I mean, they just aim your ass at the Houthis, and you'd eliminate them all with a couple of farts. I, I think it's very un-American of you to not sign up for the military and, and, you know, move those farts to the Red Sea. I mean, you could be helping us with a lot of traffic in the Red Sea to get out and a lot of goods. You'd be doing a lot of good by farting in the Red Sea. It might become the Brown Sea. When you're done with it. Uh, in 73, let's go with a little music history on February 2nd, 1973. Keith Emerson of Emerson Lake and Palmer injured his hands when he farted. No, I'm sorry. When his piano blew up during a concert in San Francisco. And the instrument was set to explode as part of a stunt, but it detonated prematurely. That's what she said in bed. Sometimes it detonates prematurely. Yep, yep, yep. In 79, the Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious died of a heroin overdose in New York City. The day before, the rocker held a party to celebrate his release on a $50,000 bail pending his trial for the murder of his former girlfriend, Nancy Spungen. It was at that party where he did the heroin. In 85, Foreigner, and by the way, kids, don't do heroin. In 85, Foreigner started a two-week run at number one on the singles charts with I Want to Know What Love Is. In uh, 76, Genesis released their seventh album, a trick, of the a trick of the Tale, their first to feature drummer Phil Collins as lead vocalist. In 2004, Scrub, Courtney Love, announced her plans to publish her diaries, which is really more diarrhea, uh, I'm just adding a little bit more color to it, which her agent said included writings that have been whispered and wondered about for years, but that no one has ever seen. Fans actually didn't see them until they came out three years later in 2007. In 2005, Linkin Park's Chester Bennington visited southern Thailand to see the damage left by a 2004 tsunami. While there, he went to two elementary schools and helped paint a house. This is what happened today in music history. As for birthdays today, Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. She's 47, and those hips, boy, they don't lie. They just are super fly. That's all I can say. Tom Blythe is a movie actor. He is 29 years old today. Uh, I have no idea, but I'm going to say happy birthday to this guy, but I don't know who it is, but I just love his name by catching it. That Mexican OT, he's a rapper and he's 25, but that guy is called that Mexican OT. I, I, I just got to mention, I don't know who the, I don't know who the hell that fool is, but I like the name that Mexican OT. That's like one of my friends that he calls himself international black man. Have you met the international black man yet? You haven't, huh? You, you did it. You met IBM once? Might have been on the road, if anything.
But IBM lives in Tampa, and he's a good dude. I like it. I like it. He's, he's got his own, you know, his own moniker, IBM, international black man. Uh, Gerard Piquet, the soccer player, is 37 years old today. Julia Fox, actress, is 34. What, you got something on the Mexican dude? What do you got? It's really that Mexican out of Texas, the OT. Oh, that's what the OT is. Out of Texas, yes. All right. Speaking of that, Texas Hippie Coalition is coming. I'm going to go see him in Tampa. Yes. What do you got? What do you got? That's it? That's all it is? Is he like a big dude, like a big rapper, or just a local guy? He's got a million followers, 1.2 million followers on Instagram well, and stuff like that. He's so doing something right. He's doing something right. Yeah, I'm trying to see some of these. Good for him. Again, I don't know the genre of rap, so some of the people he's with, I don't know if they're really. Okay. <laughs> All right, Christy Brinkley. She's still amazing at 70 years old. Happy birthday to Christy. Farrah Fawcett was born in the state in 47. We lost her in 2009. Dwayne Chapman, dog, reality star. He is 71 years old. Some guy, music producer called Southside. He has a bunch of tattoos on his face, and he looks like an idiot. He's 35 years old. I don't know who that moron is. But anybody with a bunch of face tattoos, I just it's a hip-hop producer who made a name for himself with his work on songs by prominent trap artists like Gucci Mane and Waka Flocka Flame. He is the co-founder of the production team 808 Mafia, along with Lex Luger. So I've heard of 808 Mafia and Lex Luger. I just didn't know who this guy is. But, uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of silly tattoos on his face, hearts and crosses. And, yeah, he looks like a horse's ass with all those tattoos. Uh, What else do we have here? That's about it. Those are the folks celebrating birthdays today. How about that? And if you love Dead and Company, if you're, you know, a Grateful Dead fan, you know, now you know John Mayer is with this band and what's left of, uh, of, of the dead. They are going to begin a stint at the Sphere in Las Vegas. So if you want to go get really high and hear some Grateful Dead music in the Sphere, May 16, 17, 18, 24, 25, and 26, May 30 and 31, June 1, 6, 7, 8, 13, 14, 15, 20, 21, and 22. Those are the dates if you want to see Dead and Company in Las Vegas for the Sphere. That's just your high, and you're just seeing all kinds of psychedelic shit coming up on the thing, and you're just listening. By the way, John Mayer, I had no idea a few years back he was this good. No, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I found out about John Mayer being like an ass-kicking guitarist. And I was like, what the? You know, because he had that cheesy, you know, pop music. Right? And then I remember a buddy telling me, you know John Mayer jams? And I'm like, no. And sure enough, it was like Charo. Coochie, coochie, coochie. Like, maybe some of you don't know. Go go YouTube Charo Flame- Flamenco. Just do that. Charo Flamenco. And it'll come out. And that woman is, you know. And you're like, holy crap. I didn't know she was an ass kicker like that. You know? I, I had no idea John Mayer was that good. He's good. And it's not like, 
and it's not about Grateful Dead music because Grateful Dead music isn't like, oh my God, it's so difficult to play. But John Mayer, that dude can jam, bro. That is, he is a talent. Give him mad props. True Fin Fan, thank you for the love on the super chat, sir. Fine, Brown C it is. I see you, Sean. <laughs> thank you, True Fin Fan. You could be an American hero, True Fin Fan. You could wipe out Houthis all over the place in the Red Sea. You have the talent, you have the skill. We can make them bigger, stronger, faster. Yes, go ahead. Bag it, tag it, and sell it. That's it. That's what it's all about. We could have Leo Chanel in the 22 draft instead of Tyndall. I like him. Was it Wisconsin, right? Was it Wisconsin? Yeah, good player. Big linebacker. Uh, In the boxing world, bad news. Tyson Fury out. Heavyweight title. That sucks. They promoted that fight hard. Yes, they did. How Danny Crossman has a job, yes, I am amazed. But they fired his uh, assistant. We found out it's all on his assistant. I understand, oh, says Gordon Shumway. I wasn't sure of Tyndall. I barely have seen him play, saying he's also, he's short, also leads me to believe he's probably would not be effective on the outside. Yeah, I know. He's probably more of an inside guy, if anything. Andrew Luck is underrated. He was, actually. The Mexican OT, Johnny Dang, is a banger of a track. Uh, Buddy can definitely split bars. Well, there we go. How about FinFan TV knowing about the Mexican OT? And that's Chad. Oh, and it's Chad. That's right. That's right. FinFan TV is Chad. Big O, I'd suggest a tattoo of an actual horse's ass for that dude's face. (laughs) Uh, Can you ask Sean if he saw the Iron Claw movie and if he does, if he did, does he recommend it? I have not seen it all the way through. I recommend it. Everybody I've, that's seen it uh, loves the movie. It does again. It, it doesn't cover everything because, um, like, there's Chris Von Erich, which isn't mentioned in the story because his story is kind of similar to Mike Von Erich, and they only had two hours to do the movie. So there's some things that depict things, but uh, yeah, definitely give it a watch. Yeah. But everything, if you, if you followed that era, some things might be, as O was saying about another one, out of, out of place a little bit. But some of it was done. Everything was ran through Kevin Von Eric, knowing the time restraints and different things. So some things are covered, some things aren't. Yeah, if, and if you don't know Motley Crue's history very well, you won't even pick up on the out-of-order stuff that they did in the uh, in the biography. Uh, Finn, uh, Chad says, John Mayer is a hell of a guitarist. Seen him live a few times was like 2010 after the Continuum came out. Uh, the John Mayer trio is a hell of a blues trio. Oh, have to listen. No, I've heard. I've heard the, the. I've never seen him live, but I've heard the music and I've seen it on YouTube. Also, his live performances. I've never been to a John Mayer concert, but I was when my buddy told me, I went right away to check it out, and I was blown away. It's like, wow, this guy's good. Ray Gruyon, Charo playing guitar. I remember Gucci Gucci. Alexis says childhood crush was Charo. Yeah, Charles a fine ass woman back in those days. But I'm serious. Put Charo Flamenco on YouTube and you are going to freak out, bro. You're like, wow. Like, wow. It's jaw dropping how good she is. She's a great musician, man. 
Uh, Orlando, someone that thoroughly surprised me with his guitar musical talents is Bernie. Yes, Bernie Williams from the from the Yankees. Yes. Yes, a jazz guy. I saw him too. He's pretty good. I agree. I agree. You know who was a pretty de- a pretty decent drummer? Uh, Denny Green, former coach, rest in peace. That was his uh, passion, drumming. You could he's, There's probably videos out there of him doing interviews and showing the drums and all that. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis Green looked like, like a cool-ass dude, bro. Dennis Green just looked like the kind of coach. One, obviously, all his offenses were always outstanding, so he was a heck of a coach. But he just looked like a cool dude. Like the kind of guy you want to work for. You know? Anyone with that many face tattoos looks like a gas station floor bathroom. Yeah, that's about that's about accurate. Big O, if WWE ruined now because of scandals, it's probably only going to make them stronger, bro. You're 100% correct because it got Vince McMahon out of the way. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, again, this goes with how many people are involved and how many people knew about it, but I think most of the people that are there now, the only thing you can say about the group that's there now is the the part that Vince McMahon came back, but Vince kind of strong-held him to where he wasn't going to sell the company unless he was brought back in. He was brought back in, he sold the company, and then that's when I believe TKO took over. They made him the uh, CEO of the WWE side, but then they quickly started distancing him them, themselves, which is when I think they started seeing everything that was going on and then Triple H took over the day-to-day and then they slowly removed him and and as of right now Vince McMahon is not even being spoken in WWE they're they're he's Smart. getting the Benoit treatment he's getting the Chris Benoit treatment Brock Lesnar was referenced in in the lawsuit all his creative plans have been scrapped now he was supposed to be wrestling Gunther at WrestleMania that's out he's supposed to wrestle Dom Mysterio at the next pay-per-view, that's all gone right now. No creative plans for Brock Lesnar. They are distancing themselves from this whole situation. And the other thing they're doing is they're they're not letting the talent know really what's going on so that it's they're just trying to put it in the rearview mirror and be done with Vince McMahon. I think fans are done with Vince McMahon too. Fans I, I, were done with them before because yeah. the product was getting so stale. It was it was it was repeat raw. Whatever was, you saw the week before, you got the next week and the next week. And now it's getting a breath of fresh air and before yes, Triple H was running it, but Vince McMahon had final say. Vince McMahon has nothing to do with anything anymore and you're starting to see the product look a lot more refreshed and you're seeing some NXT talent come up that have been down in NXT for way too long and now they're also alternating through the shows, so they're on Raw, they're on SmackDown, they're on NXT, and different things. So you're getting, you know, more vision for a lot of the younger talent. Yep, yep, yep. It, it looks like I, I'm not a wrestling guy, and you could tell that it was. It's time to move on, bro. Changes have to be made. You had your time. It, it, it comes and it goes, and you got to let it. You got to let it ride, man. Uh, Finn, uh, Chad says my best friend and lead guitarist, singer of a band, played a few shows with Bernie in New York. Bernie is legit too. Think he might have been nominated. Yes, he was nominated for a Grammy. Yes, yes, he was for one of his albums. You are correct. I remember that. Uh, let's see. Big O. Taylor Swift broke the GOP. 
what is wrong with those people? Like, it is, that is loserville. Like, I saw somebody, what was it? Oh, it was Fallon. You know how Fallon, uh, if because I run into Jimmy Fallon at times. I don't watch the show religiously or anything like that, but I do run into his monologue every once in a while on YouTube. And it's usually taking shots at Trump. Uh, and, and, and in one of them, they had, like, a string of idiots on Fox and OAN and all that. And they're all freaking out about Swift. And it's like, and, and even one lady, oh, I think it's like witchcraft. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? It's just two people that are in love and they happen to be famous. And guess what? They're not voting on that side. Who gives a shit? People are going to vote red and they're going to vote blue. Who gives a shit? Who cares? They're all freaking out. Like, what are you freaking out? She's not on your side? So what? You'll have people on your side and you'll have other people against you. It's just the way it is. There are two different people to vote for, two bums, and you're going to pick from one of those bums. What's the difference? That's all. But, man, they are completely – They have. I mean, it, it's embarrassing how much they've lost it. But then again, look at the people that are on there. Not surprised. But I saw it because Jimmy played like a string of, of idiots, you know, and they're all like creating. But that's what they do because their audience is, you know, dumb enough to believe that shit. You know, it's kind of what it is, unfortunately. Just like, are you dumb enough to believe what Javon Holland was selling? You dumb enough to believe what they sell there on Fox? You go ahead, bro. I mean, I can't help you. I, I see people on social media posting the same stuff about Taylor Swift, and it's like, idiots, morons. Uh, Big O, on this day, 1959, Buddy Holly and Richie Valens and the Big Bopper performed for the last time surf ballroom in Iowa. They died in a plane crash the following day. I did not know that. That sucks. Big O, your thoughts on former lead guitarist and player of Collective Soul, Ross Childress. He was amazing uh, epically in the song Why Part Two. I, uh, I got to tell you something. I know Collective Soul, but I don't know enough of Ross Childress to comment on how good he is or great he is, to be completely honest. I would have to like get into it more and really pay attention. My bad there, my brother. So I, it's hard to comment on something when you're not well-versed in it. Darius Rucker got, a, yeah, he got arrested for drugs, uh, intoxication. Uh, okay. I don't know, but it makes me want to cry. Right, there you go. The GOP has Kid Rock. The Dems have Swift. There you go. See? Everybody gets their own artist. There you go. Be happy. Be in your corner with your crappy uh, candidate. Uh, I'm a veteran and conservative. The only thing wrong with showing T-Swift is she isn't wearing those booty shorts when they show her. <laughs> Spoken like a true man. There you go. Collective Soul kicks ass. They do kick ass. I've seen them twice in concert. I like Collective Soul. I like them. I, that I will not deny. Okay. Ross Childress, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to say he's great and he's good or he's bad or he's mediocre or he's average. 
because I'd be completely ignorant to say it because I really don't know. You know, that would be unfair for me to say. I will have to uh, defer to you. Uh, who was it? Uh, Chris Jordan. I will have to defer to you, sir, because you obviously f follow them a lot more than I do and know more about them than I do. But uh, I would have to kind of like delve into the catalog and listen good. And, and I, I never thought about Collective Souls guitarist as a, you know, great guitarist. And he might be, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. All right. Uh, appreciate all of you out there as always. Remember, if your business wants to be part of our platform, 786-754-4664. We can do live shows at your uh, business. So uh, please reach out to us. Love to have you on as one of our sponsors. You might be able to sponsor some of our insiders which is always a very popular segment great way to expose your business reach out to us 786-754-4664 that's our business line that is not a talk line that's not a uh, request line none of that okay it's purely business so that's the only reason it should be used uh, appreciate all of you out there those of you that sent a super chat cash app or venmo cash big o show we thank Larry Schlossberg, Pat Nasto, Tony Stampone, all the amazing people, and, of course, Mr. Zinn and the family making it nice and easy for us to be broadcasting here. I believe this is like our 14th or 15th year or something. I lose count already at this point. It's been so long now that they've been uh, great sponsors of ours, and we thank them for that. Uh, we'll be back here in a couple of weeks, as always, at the end of the month. Uh, we will see you on Monday morning, 10 a.m., same time, same place, same bat channel.